All right, we're up. Welcome to the Average Minute. It's a uh, beautiful, uh, somewhat chilly night at church. It's a Thursday. I don't know when y'all are listening, but uh, this is going down on a Thursday. Uh, I will be thankful that uh, our Wednesday of Arizona was windy and cold as hell, so I'm glad to see that uh, I only have to have two jackets on tonight instead of 16. Uh, it's actually not as cold as I thought it was going to be tonight, so there's that. There is that. Um, uh, much going on in the MGA. Well, not really. Uh, huge, copious amounts of things going on. Um, <laughs> Uh, below average challenge, the first tournament of the year, but it's a it's not even a tournament. Uh, it's basically it's a mixer. It, it, yeah, there you go. I was gonna say it's it's a mixer. It's a social. Uh, if you're really going in there to win it, just keep in mind that uh, we never even figured out who the winner was last year. So you're you're really aiming high because we would rather have that uh, trophy plaque empty than actually put your name on it. Yeah, just have a bunch of plaques on it with the year <laughs> yeah, with the uh, yeah. we can't remember. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I was thinking uh, we could pro- possibly do is uh, change the format to where I know uh, we get the uh, blood alcohol breathalyzer uh, and have just everybody at the end of the round hit their breathalyzer and the guy with the highest wins. But I think that might come under some, uh, you know, Arizona Highway Patrol issues for city yeah, people home. Yeah, we don't need to encourage the, uh, the high BAC. Uh, furthermore, there's a couple guys in the chapter that don't drink, right? So... This is not a mandatory drinking event. It is a, you know, definitely encourage. It's, dude, it's yeah. a chamber of commerce event. Is yeah. what it is. <laughs> we're getting together. We're, you know, we got a lot of new people signed up. Dude, we're up to, we're up to eighty four active members in our chapter, yeah, and yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah, even yeah, had a yeah. preseason event yet. So, how many um, members last year? Uh, we were close to a hundred, and I feel like this season we're definitely going to break a hundred. My theory on that is uh, we got so many new guys signed up already um, and every season without fail, people sign up they show up, play the first one, two events figure out what the hell it's all about and they go back and tell their friends, bro, you gotta sign up for this. And then they bring a guest, the, the next tournament they show up, they're playing as a guest and then they sign up in after the round when we're, when we're figuring out skins they're on the on the phone yeah. going, how do you sign up for yeah, this? What's the website? It's like, it's stop, yeah. stop saying numbers. <laughs> uh, the, the thing I really like with our chapter and their, you know, 84 members, how, we got what, 60 at the BAC? Uh, it's 52, I think. Yeah, I mean, you got 52 players that's, showing that's up for... That's awesome audio quality, by the way. An, you go ahead and hold those. <laughs> for an, uh, <laughs> I, I brought pretzel, pretzels, I apologize. Uh, but having 52 out of basically 84... Much of that 84 that aren't showing up to VAC are either people who did it last year and know it's a problem for Monday, right? Or people who never did it and think it's a little scary, which yeah, it, it, it kind of is. Uh, yeah. So, and if you're new to this, if you're just tuning in, this is the first episode you listen to. Whatever the case may be, the below average challenge. Not every chapter does this, right? If you're if you're international or in another part of the country, I encourage you to take up this uh, format. Uh, you Iranian people, <laughs> listen up. Uh, uh, we. <laughs> We've entered the Malaysia market. Oh, so, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the boys from Yellowknife uh, need to have a BAC so for us to go to. All y'all in uh, Kuala Lumpur, uh, <laughs> the format, as the format goes, uh, for every drink that you consume on the course, not your doesn't count your pregame. Uh, start around, end of round. Yeah. So from the time you hit your first tee shot, 
every drink you consume before you hole out on 18. Uh, every drink counts one stroke off your score. So if you're if you're like me that has to have a little vodka monster before a round just to you know be chill. That vodka monster does not count. Does not count. You show up feeling good, and yeah. you only, yeah, does, doesn't do anything for you. So for those guys that get jittery on the first tee, you're going to be jittery on so the first tee. I'll probably tee, only so. make a 32-ounce instead of a 48-ounce just to, you know, save a little, you know, half a drink. Yeah. We tried it. We did a little warm-up last week. Uh, went fantastic. So where are we at on – so we get, we get there to the course last week, and I don't know if we'd recap this on – uh, the previous episode, but uh, we look at the scorecard and go, uh, "There's no way we're playing the blue tees, right?" Yeah, and there's no, with our no chapter, chance. We're, I mean, our chapter. Uh, yeah, we got no business. We're playing. No business. Well, well, so there's nine par three. It's an executive course, par sixty-three. There's nine par threes on the course, two par fives, which leaves seven par fours, right? Uh, <laughs> and math is hard. Are you asking me questions <laughs> while I'm doing this, kids? <laughs> so, so we're looking at some of the par threes, going, hmm. From the blue tees, it's like 220 on a couple. Yeah, you know, it's aggressive. Uh, this is not good for our chapter, yeah. right? Like, there's no way uh, our uh, chapter leader our, is going to yeah. put us through this. The uh, illustrious chapter leader uh, would, would never, <laughs> the, would the never. Elusive, the yeah. elusive John Whipple, who uh, used to be uh, somewhat does, of a regular on yeah, the podcast. Uh, he does exist. We didn't, like, you know, <laughs> he's not in a basement somewhere or anything like that. Uh, I mean... Uh, we got to get him to put more lotion on his skin, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> right. So uh, we're thinking, that, yeah, there's no way. So we're playing whites. Uh, we play our whole round, get get tuned up. We get dialed in. I figure out all the shots, angles. I'm I'm dialed in. I'm going low. Oh yeah, we're, uh, we were DQing. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, no I was problem. I was going to shoot a smooth 58. You know. I, I drove two of the par fours uh, pretty, you know, at least even with a stick and. Uh, now we're going through the blues, and so I'm laying up. Right. Well, so so that's the whole point is, uh, you know, John puts out the pairings and, and publishes everything, and all of a sudden we're playing the blue tees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, everything uh, works out for us. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I'm, I'm sure it probably won't be a shit show when you got guys 27 beers in trying to hit a 220-yard <laughs> yeah. tee shot. It's... <laughs> onto a, onto a green like it's yeah it's fine I, I didn't even look at the hole I'm starting on hmm. yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well by no the way. so that's the thing we're starting on we're playing we're, we're starting on the back nine I you believe. need to introduce our guests oh yeah uh, I got I got carried away uh, roundup Stafford and uh, Eric Gertis we gotta stop saying that because it's gonna stick and I don't like it what roundup roundup yeah. Although it's better than Tallahassee. Who, it is. Whoever thought of that, that was lame. It is, yeah. it's, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> better than pre-emergent. Oh, pre-emergent. Ooh, pre-emergent. Ooh. All right. I like what I, you did there. I, I might be in on that. Pre-emergent. Hmm. I don't know. Seems like How about hexaflumeron? <laughs> rolls right off. Rolls, rolls, rolls yeah. right off the tongue. Fimpernil. I mean. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Thorazine. 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 Thorazine oh, yeah. I like Thorazine. Thorazine. Uh, uh, I think we have some uh, guests vacating the parking spot next to you, uh, Average, if you want to uh, maybe pause. Yeah, we're going to take a uh, pee-pee break. Been, it's we'll, been uh, we'll, we'll seven. We'll jump back in as I move my truck closer. It's been almost eight minutes, uh, oh. so we're going to go ahead and a take pure a... pure audio uh, gold. Oh. The, the segment producer needs to reclaim his parking space, so uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, come right back. Uh, we're going to do the thinking about it. Yeah, we're back. 
so we're, we're live. Yeah. Are we thinking? About yeah, it? we are thinking no. about okay. it. Uh, so that important break was uh, brought to you by Bob's truck was in the right spot and he was having anxiety. So uh, my cooler that or okay. You got. I see you got your fridge it, back. It's, it's a refrigerator. Yeah. Uh, it's in the back of the truck. It's within uh, reaching <laughs> nice. distance. I'm all the, all is right with the world. You're closer to your beverages. <laughs> yeah, which that's, yeah, that's that's an important. Uh, thing. I apologize for those who listened to seven minutes of pure uh, gold and then had to take a little you know pause. <laughs> Audio real, quality yeah. drops off dramatically <laughs> when you're when you're far away yeah. from your beverages. In, in, in real time, that was uh, you know nothing for you, but for us, is about ten minutes of <laughs> <laughs> stress, yeah. anxiety, yeah. and uh, if you could hear the stress in my voice, that's where all, all kind of craziness. <laughs> Uh, so we have decided, you know, we were talking about the uh, BAC. Yeah, which, bring us back to the which, BAC. Which, again, uh, we, you know, we're lost. It's 10 minutes, so forgive us when we repeat ourselves 20 times, but you've heard the podcast before. It happens. This is uh, what we do. It's, yeah. how, it's how we live our lives. So we've decided we're not doing John Daly Hole just because uh, it was supposed to rain like a mofo. Uh, it was so if you're, if, you're an MGA, if you're an MGA veteran, uh, you know kind of how our tournaments are set up. We do a we do a long drive. We do a closest to the pin. We actually have a couple uh, closest uh, to the pin. There's two. Right? You got your stats. I think they're still doing it. Yeah, the stats uh, insurance. And then the regular MGA. The one. MGA one. We got we the got long uh, drive MGA. MGA and John Daly MGA. Well, right. John Daly. Those two are jackpot. We're doing none of those, and we're doing no jackpot because yeah, no jackpot. this is not a sanctioned event. Again, it's a chamber of commerce event. We're basically just it's a meet and greet. It's a hey, this is what the fuck we're about. Let's go out there, have a good time, get tuned up for the season. Because our first real tournament is what three weeks. And what's yeah. the jackpot up to? Oh, it's uh, it's it's now excessive. Are, are we doing the uh, so split I, thing? Is I that presented it, and you know, if our uh, elusive chapter leader uh, were here, uh, uh, he's in a bunker because uh, uh, George W is on a plane. He might get killed. So, oh, sorry, he's not Dick Cheney. Uh, no, he's a, but he is a friend of John W. Oh, and yeah. if you know what that means, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I mean, it's. Do we throw the idea out to the chapter, or we just, uh, you know? So I, I feel like our chapter leader decided that it was a good idea, but again, it's entirely up to him. This is not a representative republic. It's not a democracy. This is. It's a uh, monarchy. It's a supreme dictatorship. He's going to hand it down to his daughter and uh, be got to. Right. uh, What's the kid's name? Uh, Grandbaby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know his name. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. We do. Uh, that we was just, a lot of beers ago, we though. Just don't want to guess wrong. <laughs> <laughs> On an internationally I broadcast. Bet you, I, I, I guess I could guess at 90%, but that's not good enough. Hmm. Uh, so, yep. Uh, Ezra. Ezra. Thank you. Yep. I always I always think of better than as that's where when, I went. yeah that's how yeah, that's yeah. how I figured it out I'm all there's a song <laughs> and, uh, yeah oh no band oh yeah I got it I'm in uh, so that was for you John that whole thirty second interlude of nothing right was just for trying to remember your grandson's name uh, so the the idea that we floated is uh, the pot's pretty high uh, we're worried that the pot's high enough to where you know there's going to be fuckery. Some sort of, uh, let's say, someone who may or may not have uh, used the scorecard to win at Caballero's situation uh, to where it's almost enough money to where, hey, uh, average, uh, just yeah. go ahead and, you know. Yeah, what do you say yeah, you put yeah, me down yeah. for an eagle yeah. and we'll split yeah, it? Yeah, we'll split it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I came up with the idea of capping it at, say, 500 bucks, 
and that was only just because we have enough money to where the second one will grow, and then that way when somebody wins the 500 bucks, we'll automatically have 500 bucks for the second one. I feel like it's been it's it's been an entire season and a half yeah. that nobody has won the jackpot. Well, D-Rock got bumped. Like, uh, it was by the rules. Yeah. It, dude, it uh, I and you know what? I feel bad. A hole in one, in my opinion, a hole in one. I mean, that's a fucking awesome thing, and it, it's worthy of a jackpot. However, it's an uh, eagle on the card. And, uh, when, and uh, it, the precedent was established when uh, what's his name got the part. The hole in now one. had Skyler got the part. He didn't get the jackpot either. Yeah, because he got pushed. He got whacked. But what I'm what I'm getting at is so. What if you get a hole in one on the closest to the pinhole? That should just override. If it's on the CTP, it should override because you don't have the opportunity to make the birdie putt. It's an eagle. It's a I don't know. Just pray nobody gets an eagle that day. Well, but the, it stop fighting Stafford and Dallas. Well, I, but I feel like it's I feel like it's uh it's always somebody you least suspect that like mm. randomly like me on Sunday with my chip in birdie. Right, like how often, like that never happens, you know. Well, I see it all the time, or that was the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. So should have butted it. <laughs> yeah, dude, audio I, medium. But if yeah. you guys could have seen this Hindsight, lie, you should have butted it. Yeah. If, if 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 everybody out there could have seen this lie, uh, and also uh, could see how I normally chip the ball, uh, you could give him a thousand balls and. He would never make it again. I wouldn't. No. Well, I don't know about a thousand. Consecutively, I played a lot of golf. I've I've played a lot of golf with you, so yeah, I'm gonna go a thousand. He'd probably putt nine thousand or nine hundred ninety-five. <laughs> yeah. No. You I, know what? He said he has to chip him. <laughs> it was it was in the moment. I was on fire. I was yeah. I was on a heater. It was feeling. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was that was right when I feel like somebody texted me. It might have been John. Totally iced me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He texted, uh, we have a little group, so, group chat. He, he texts the leaderboard to us with like four holes to play. Yeah, we're, we're on like, 14. Or we just finished 14 because I chipped in on 14. Yeah. And coming off of the 14th green, he texts and goes, Wow, you won two, way to play. Like, low, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're doing great yeah. and you won two skins. And, and I'm like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, we understand like there's, the abs- li- there's live scoring, but we don't look at it for a reason. <laughs> the absolute worst thing you can say, dude. And I played like absolute dog shit yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah, out there in golf world or uh, podcast land, that's one thing you shouldn't do is tell people how they're shooting. They know. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm, gl- I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought this up. So, so... Who? What kind of golfer are you? There, there are those golfers that absolutely want to. They're, they're constantly looking at their phone if they keep their score that way. They're looking at their card, going, "Okay, I got to do this. I got to." There's people's brains work differently, and yeah. they want to know what challenge do they have ahead of them. What do they got to do? They want to know where they're at at all times. And I'm going to say a majority of other people go by feel and just, you know what? I don't want to worry about that because the minute you tell me. Hey man, you're playing great, and you can go low today. I'm gonna find a way to fuck it up. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And um, but it also works the other way too. Like right now, and uh, I'm gonna preface and disclaim: you absolutely cannot take offense to this. But I'm gonna tune you up a little bit. 
for example, we're out on the course Sunday, right? And, you know, me and Bob, we're working through some shit. If you're listening to the podcast, you know, like, we're That's on this podcast fucking about, lesson basically. plan. We're trying to improve our game. And we're, like, we have an actual professional golf instructor that does this for a living. He's been doing it for a lot of years and is working with us on a set plan. And when we have a guy that isn't a professional golf instructor that has no idea where we're at on our specific curriculum slash plan, it's like building blocks. And then going out there going, well, see, what you need to do is, uh, and how, what, what you, you fucked up that <laughs> shot because, you know, I was looking at your swing and you're doing this and like planting all these other swing thoughts into your head. <laughs> You know, uh, I mean, come on. Here, so first of all, and it's and and it's it's uh, it's out of good intentions, right? Like, it's not like you're being an asshole. If I thought it was because you were trying to fuck with me, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. And I'd have words with you right then and there. But it's I know that's not what it is. It's a you want to help. Like, hey, I know you're struggling right now. This is what I see, and this is you know whatever because you're a better golfer than I am, and everybody knows that. And you go, okay. This is an opportunity where I could offer some assistance, maybe. This is what I see. But there's a time and a place, and it's not on the golf course. Like, you have to go out there and play with the game that you brought that day. You are not going to fix your swing on the course at the, like, you're, you're just not, you're, you cannot implant 10 more swing thoughts into your brain on the golf course. Like, you have to just, do you do the best with what you brought that day and grind through it and it is what it is and then and then you hit the range you go to your lesson you know like what what absolutely kicked my dick in the dirt was that i fucking win my flight i'm we're drive we're leaving bob and i rode together because we live close together we're leaving the golf course and i'm like I'm on cloud nine. I'm fucking got the windows down, radio cranked. I'm fucking living my best life. And Bob goes, you know, I saw more of your old swing today than your new swing. (laughs) And it was like one of those, like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, God damn it. Uh, (laughs) And and when you went to your lesson, he, he fixed it, but we're not going to the lesson part. Let's shit on Stafford. (laughs) So anywho, I'm going to be pretty quiet from now on. (laughs) Stafford is uh, pretty notorious. I was telling Matt this today because I'm paired with Stafford again. Uh, We're AZ Desert Tournament on Saturday, and uh, I'm the only one that could put up with him, so I'm always with him. It's fine. Uh, He's probably the only one that could put up with me. It works out. Uh, And I kind of fell off my game on Sunday, and Matt's like, what do you think that was? Well, because I... I get with Stafford and I just want to fucking outdrive him because he's better than me. And I start doing the, you know, hip slide. I don't, I didn't turn my hips. I didn't, you know, I didn't do shit right. And he goes, well, what does Stafford do? And it's, and it's, he doesn't do anything, but the best story I would tell you is like one of my best parts of my game, in my opinion, is putting. I don't read greens for shit, but I, my pace is good. And so we were playing Palm Valley. This is probably a year and a half ago. And, uh, I'm with Stafford. I think, Keith or and, uh, Kurt maybe I don't know and Stafford and I are basically on a similar line about four or five feet apart same distance away and I go you or me and Stafford goes uh, probably me because I don't need to see your line you need to see mine <laughs> oh, I was like that was a little shit yeah, and, and it was because and it was the and it's because I'm a better putter than you. And that was the, you know, flashback to the last one. That was uh, Tiger Woods handing JT yep. a tampon. He right. just he basically handed me a verbal tampon. And I was just like, 
my game is putting, and you just <laughs> shit on my putting. God. It's like, it's the best thing I do. It's the only thing I'm conf- confident in, and you just destroy that. In my defense, guys, a lot of the times, it's I try to distract you from yourself. Uh, I'm per... You have to. I do make... By, draw, by drawing attention to... <laughs> no. I talk about other stuff to, to, when you do something. Uh, Scott, like, when, I we do the, help, when we all. do the straight-up shit-talking, I'm fine. It's that you have those little... You have a few little subtle quips like that, and I'm just like, you just destroyed me, and you don't even know. <laughs> Damn it. Little well, bitch. Because I guarantee you didn't go, that's right, uh, you just did the, I'll just do this to help you out. And you genuinely are thinking you're helping me out, but the way you delivered it was like, Man, that hit both nuts. That didn't just <laughs> man. It's like it's like you know yeah. you're you're shopping for uh, prophylactics, and your wife or girlfriend goes, no, 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 get the smaller ones. Yeah. Uh, like, what are you reaching on. for? What? Magnum <laughs> what? What? That's your wife telling yeah. you that. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm not speaking from experience or anything. Uh, I'm just saying. When you grab the magnets for you, need a shower cap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, it's called the average minute. Uh, for Turns out there's a whole podcast based on that. Yeah, well, I've, I've done pretty well for myself. Uh, anyway, we don't need to get into uh, So to recap, because, you know, why not repeat yourself? Uh, no extracurricular or anything. Do we want to uh, do some sort of crazy uh, thing? I think it would be awesome crazy to do like thing. a jackpot So like there's, a, there's a couple long par threes. Uh uh, Stafford and I were we were discussing during my uh, move the truck so the refrigerator's closer break of putting a uh, like everybody buys in like a buck or something like that on the longest par three closest to the pen winner take all and you know you got to hit the green but do that is just close to the pen, just a side bet type thing it's not that difficult it's a fifty two dollar pot if everybody gets in yeah basically. Yeah. Pays for your round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stafford said he'd will, willing to put up all 52 bucks, and so we just take his money. But if he wins, we got to pay him 200 bucks. so I'm not really sure how we feel about that. Um, either that or you can get, like, um, I don't know, 400 square feet of weed abatement uh, from S&S Pest Control. <laughs> I like how you narrowed that down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, fifty that bucks. One. That's yeah. That's about four hundred square feet of pre-emergent. Yeah, uh, you know, how you get out of your car and that place you step. There's a weed. He'll kill that one. That truck payment's not cheap, man. Come on. Uh, no. Yeah. So, so definitely. Well, stay tuned. So, if you haven't signed up for the MGA yet, or if you're in an area of the country where y'all aren't even golfing yet because you still got snow on the ground, because uh, it's dark deepest, all day. Deepest apologies. So uh, Sunday you're you're doing skins but no jackpot. Just yeah, we're skins. doing skins. Just skins. Okay. Uh, skins for sure. You know what? A lot of par threes. I feel like I feel like skins are going to be fewer and farther between than a normal tournament because you got nine par threes, seven par seven short. Dude, all the par fours are short. Yeah. I mean well, there is no there is no 400 yard par four on this course. It could be you could those That's, could be eagle holes. Well. Of you I got guys. You. you got guys that are going to be waiting for the green. So pace of play. I so I had this whole this whole um, fantasy, let's call it, that we were going to blow through this round because it's such a short course, right? We're not going to have a bunch of randos in our way. It's going to be just us, our group, and and then Bob and I go play it. And every par four, we're waiting for the green because we got John Daly over here that wants to drive every right. green, and that just 
So basically, aside from the two par fives, you're waiting on every tee box. This would have been a great three club tourney. It would have been. Course. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, we're not going anywhere. Maybe we'll look into that for for next season, right? We'll do yeah. a. We'll get back to the two preseason events, a three club challenge, and then the BAC. Yeah, I don't think you can combine the two. Can you imagine doing a BAC no. and three club and trying yeah. to keep wrap your head around? You okay, know, which three clubs? It'd be I, a lot easier to not lose three clubs. <laughs> <laughs> so if you come back with fourteen after the BAC. Good job, you. Uh, speaking of BAC, where we left off, I finally remembered we're what sixteen minutes deep since the uh, yeah almost seventeen yeah. minutes in. So good job. The uh, we we were talking about it's a reverse shotgun start, but we're starting on like the first holes what nine. So we're, we're going we're going um, or we eighteen I forget. eight eighteen through nine yeah, or something 18, yeah the back. So we're playing we're uh, we're shotgunning on the back. The interesting thing for me is does that mean the club is gonna you know put a bunch of you know old foursomes in front of us on the front nine yeah and so it's gridlock worse than normal you know it's possible it can't be any worse than our southwest valley tournament uh (laughs) on sunday where they put three they put three uh public tee times out in front of our fucking group on the first tee box we were stacked up on the first tee we were group 1a and we're stacked up yeah we, we waited for a bit we waited for for 37 minutes on the first tee to start our tournament. <laughs> uh, so it, it can't be worse than that. And Peoria Pines, they don't have rangers out there telling oh, no. you to keep up. Uh, and one more fact about uh, Peoria Pines for those of you who uh, care about this sort of thing. Um, the Coors Light cans are 12 ounces, which basically make the uh, Miller Light cans 12 ounces. Right. Uh, we didn't drink Bud Light, but you got to assume they're 12 ounces and not your, going crazy. Your standard 12 ounce cans. Uh, so they're they're not doing any shenanigans. There are signs, copious signs, that tell you that you cannot bring anything. Uh, Average brought a ice chest and hanging from his bag. I watched the starter glare at it when we were teeing off, and he's like, oh, "I don't care." Uh, well, and, and meanwhile, if we're shotgunning off of the back, that's across the street from yeah. the starter booth. So so what I'm saying is uh, don't smuggle beers because it's wrong. You're cheating the course out of money. Yeah, definitely. And I've never gone to a course without smuggling beers. So uh, Here's the thing, though. Uh, the cart chick. Um, she was cool. Yeah. she's She'll uh, be. Uh, definitely buy the from the cart chick because we're, yeah. you know, it's a BAC. You're, you're, you're going to need more than you bring for sure. And you're probably right. not getting a date with her, though. Uh, no, she's not. So anyway, <laughs> there's things we uh, don't talk about on the podcast anymore. That's one of them. Uh, listen, uh, we've all done things we're not proud of. Right. Um, I will attest. Uh, Sunday. <laughs> I mean, that was a joke that went awry and it caused me problems. So let's okay. just you know, not go there. Um. Well, yeah. she don't listen anyway. She, uh, she to listened to that. that one because uh, oh. she was told to listen to that one. And, uh, we found out the hard yeah, way it, that oh, uh, it went awry. Uh, uh, I, I had to send her the video I was trying to refer to to mock, and uh, yeah, it's still, yeah. Uh, we've recovered, but thank you for bringing it back. I'll have a conversation <laughs> Thanks tomorrow. for ripping that scab <laughs> yeah, off. Right. <laughs> uh, Open communication. I was Come about on. to get uh, scar tissue on that scab, and yeah, now it's bleeding again. <laughs> Uh, things are fine. Uh, we'll be fine. 
Um, so that, that that probably wraps up the uh, the BAC. Uh, any more shitting on Stafford, uh, Eric? Uh, you, Eric? You got well, any stories about? I feel like on Stafford being a jackass. I haven't I haven't played with Stafford yet, so I can't. Uh, do you use him for pest control? I have not yet. Is that because he's a jackass? Yes, probably. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Right. By reputation. You know, I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> uh, now, I will tell you that from that standpoint, he is not, other than I still haven't paid my bill. No, you haven't. <laughs> and I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> Let's bring that up. Uh, what's your accounts receivable at, at SNS Pesky? We're actually pretty good. I'm at like 2%. Uh, yeah. Listen. So I'm what? 1.5% of that? <laughs> yeah, you're like three quarters of the 2%. Average has never been late. <laughs> no. So. Oh, that was. That was great. Thanks. It's, it's you want to just sorry. you want to just fucking kick the microphone the across the parking lot? Right by the mic. That's, that's great. Sorry, man. Right. You want to come home and kick my dog after this? <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a, a oh, prost- prostate check. Potty break t- time, and we'll get back to lessons. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right Next. back. And we're back. Uh, we got some uh, game improvement stuff to talk about. I feel like so in the uh, half a second that we were gone in your world. <laughs> yeah. It's been about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, of, Stafford's uh, been giving us life lessons, and uh, we should have all recorded it. <laughs> That's Eric's fault. <laughs> so uh, there were some good points that were brought up. Uh, it'll take us into our game improvement segment. Um, we talked about not trying to fix your, your game on the course, mm-hmm. right? That's how we left off. Um, but trying to fix your game in general. Like, here's, here's one of my things. So we got Eric Gertis, who's you're what three years into the game. Three years in playing, yeah. And how's that going for you? Um, it's going okay. <clears throat> What's frustrating is the regression. You'll get so far, and then you'll plateau, and then all of a sudden you're playing worse. But I'm back to about as good as I've been again after regressing. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Well, it happens, dude. Yeah, you've only it, been playing three years. I've been playing thirty plus, and yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah. It ebbs and flows. Yep. But one of the things we were talking about offline, uh, for me anyway, uh, we were talking about short game. Stafford was recommending, um, you know, definitely practice your short game. Where you can save the most strokes on your card isn't so much. But so so there's a couple things. Like for me, saving the, the terribly errant tee shots off the tee and costing yourself all kind of penalty strokes, hitting it out of bounds, that's one of them. But then what's helped me tremendously over the years, because I'm not super awesome with my irons, one of the reasons why I invested in a year-long lesson plan, but scrambling, recovery shots, um, chipping and putting, right? Like, that's where you're going to save a lot of shots. For the casual golfer, the people that, you know, are playing golf and watching it on TV... One of the things for us high handicappers, this is the average minute. We're average golfers. Most of us suck. People like us have absolutely no business chipping and pitching. And, and you got from 60, 70 yards in, absolutely no business taking a full swing with a high lofted wedge, right? You see it on TV all the time. Those guys are hitting a freaking sand wedge from 100, 110, 115 yards. We have absolutely no business and doing it's that. It's their right? fifteen thousand time hitting right. the club where it's our fifth time. Well, and they drop the those things in buckets. Yeah, when they hit them. But one of, one of the things that has helped me tremendously becoming so bad with my irons and leaving myself all of these shots that are, you know, sixty to 
20, 30 yards away from the green. Um, just recognizing I have absolutely no business trying to finesse a wedge into a green, right? So Plus you've had you've had a lot of repetition of the short game. If you're if you're twenty yards short, twenty yards left, twenty yards yeah, left. Yeah. However, however, um, the high percentage shot is to not try to finesse a wedge in there. Like I'm oh, I'm I'm hitting a bump and run most times, right? Anybody that's golfed with me has has seen, and this is actually one of one of the strong points of my game is chipping with a with a eight nine pitching wedge, seven iron. Sometimes if I'm 60, 65 yards off the green. I'll bump a seven iron in there all day long if if the green allows it. If there's not a bunker guarding my angle, you know something like that. Something where you can feel confident about hitting a solid strike, having it run up to the hole. Mm-hmm. You know, you just so, got to figure out your yardages. On that BAC, if you're not in the fairway, you're going to be wanting to use a seven, eight, or nine iron to chip with because the ground's soaked, soaking wet there, and any high lofted club there always a sharp edge. They dig. I won't yeah. be chipping with a sixty degree at BAC if I'm off the green well, grass. And and a lot of yeah, a lot of that they dig and I chunk them every time. A lot of that stuff is lie dependent, but I'm talking high handicap golfers just in general. Yeah, I agree. No, nothing, not in, even into specifics. Just a general rule. You're any you're less than hundred yards into the green. Generally speaking, you have absolutely no business hitting a high lofted wedge into the green. Like it is such a low percentage shot. Such such an opportunity for you to just shank one, hosel it, hit it thin, you know whatever whatever the case is, you're so much better off bumping a lower lofted club into the green, letting it run up, you know even if you're even if your front pin or short sided or something, as long as you don't have some kind of hazard guarding the green, you can bump something and, cool and run too. it up, and you're going to be way better off. As far as stroke count goes, and and I don't give a shit. There is no, there is no. It's almost like it's intimidating to watch the better golfers that you're playing with get up on a tee box and pull a shorter club out. You know, you're on a par three, you got 150 yards, and these guys are pulling an eight iron or whatever, and you're like, oh shit, I hit my six iron 150 yards. Who cares? That's what, how. Yeah. That's where. That's your game, right? So. Same thing with around the greens. You know, you're playing with a guy that might have that shot. He can hit a flop shot and, you know, drop and stop, whatever. You know, put put that spin on Pad the ball. Spin. You you don't have that shot, right? So play the game that you have. And what's gonna? Who cares what everybody around you is doing? Hit the shot that you know is gonna put you closest to the pin and your best opportunity to to shave strokes off your game. And and you will you will drop. Drop strokes off your scoring. Absolutely, I have guaranteed. A, uh, I have decent carpet in my office at home. I putt in my office. I, I just draw a piece of paper on a piece of paper. I draw a cup, and I put it at one side of the room. And then I have like 12 feet to the other side of the room. I put a piece of paper over there, and I just put two balls back and forth and try to get my tempo to drop it right by the the hole or on the piece of paper. You know they make. They make like putting mats. For I that. got carpet. It works. Just, it's got a nice little break in it. It's like it's just like a putting mat. I don't have to worry about it. It'll be here Monday. Yeah, I keep hearing that, but it's now Thursday and I ain't got shit. 
So, wait, on my Crocs. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where, where are we on the cross? Uh, listen, uh, they're not here Monday. Mrs. Average has uh, has been hard at work trying to. Uh, it's it, I'm, it'll I'm be full athleisure, like I said. It'll yeah. be it'll be here Monday. So, Scott, you were saying though, you, um, with your whole, I feel like there you were on a roll. Like the lessons, like Eric asked me how, how many yeah. lessons I took. I've taken two lessons. Well, I've met two people. In my 30 plus years of golfing, and the first guy, he he was an old guy. I didn't need an extensive lesson. I mean, I didn't go for an extensive lesson. I just wanted to hit the ball straight. And in one simple visit with him, he he opened my eyes to why I was doing what I was doing. Hips way didn't have good turn, and then I took that and practiced it and learned how to turn and hit the ball, you know, with your tempo and my scores dropped 20 strokes just by that you know and I, i'd say that's probably the exception of the rule right like yeah most, most people aren't going to take one lesson and drop 20 strokes i, off I think game. another like well that's, it was that's, over a couple of years that's not yeah. a thing yeah An, another important factor of what uh Stafford was talking about offline was uh how many times a week were you playing well last <laughs> summer me and mark played almost every day yeah. uh on in the summertime because uh, when at we, Verado. when we first started hanging or out, Sterling uh, Grove you were probably a good 11 12 kind of handicap and then every time I turn around you're like yeah I'm playing I'm playing I'm playing I'm like man that's that's a lot of golf and that that repetition you learn the course management type situation you eventually go well I need a what yeah. uh, uh, riveting riveting yeah. riveting uh so welcome to Avondale. Yeah. Uh, so you were playing so much. I mean, you put yourself down to what are you a seven now? I got to a seven. Yeah. So it and I'm going to make an analogy that. So Bob, you have a long commute. I have a uh, not as long, but kind of a shitty commute as well. You do the same thing every day. You make the same drive every day. You figure out the lane that you need to be in. Right to to minimize your commute. Oh, I, I, like, I, I, I yeah. know my I know my route. Yeah, because it's so easy when you're on the freeway or wh- whatever highway you're on. It's the same thing every day. The new person to that commuter is going to go. Oh, I'm going to get in the left lane. This is going to be the fastest way. Not always the case, right? You're on Bell Road. Middle lane is the way to go, right? Uh, what it, are you doing right now? You're what, killing us. They're they're gonna learn. The <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, uh, y'all but it's, uh, try to figure out how to get in the carpool lane or the slow lane, and yeah, the middle I, middle lane's never the good place. <laughs> Shoulders really good. Uh, everybody's scared because you can't be in the middle lane. You'll die. I make so I'm making an analogy. Right? <laughs> yeah, I you, know, but you, you're ruining you, my. You commute. play golf. You play golf so frequently that you go, okay, look. It look you get up on the tee box and you want to rip a driver down here. That's not the play, right? put yourself in position for your next shot like i don't i don't need to make this light <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna hang back and let all you assholes wait for the next light because i know that i'm gonna go and by the time i yeah. get up there it's gonna turn green and i'm gonna blow right past yeah. you like that's I, I too have driven bell road it's a course management analogy yeah. course is management is huge yeah. yeah well especially on par five you know you're 250 out Oh, you don't, don't have that in your bag. You're not going for it. I don't have it in my Because bag. you're going to put yourself in that shitty... You're going to spray yourself you're gonna, out of You're going to be... Even if, you, even if you hit a great shot, you're going to put yourself in that shitty like 60, 70-yard range. And what do you got? 
You're gonna try to finesse a wedge in there. You're gonna blade it. You're gonna fucking hosel it. You're at 250. I hit a seven iron, and I hit for where I want it to land, where I have a good approach at the. It's pin. all about leaving yourself with if the I, shot. If the pin's on the left, I'll wait for on the, green the left, I hit Thank my you. ball on the right. You know, of the, of the so fairway. So you can duff so your three wood, yeah, so thirty-five yards. Yeah, so I can hit my driver <laughs> over everything into the lake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen you do that. Yeah, I, I did it on Saturday. That's why I said it. I'm just saying. It's like, man, I got all of that one. I shouldn't have gotten all of that one. Damn it. Well, I'm looking forward to the BAC, to be honest. What? Okay, you, you, you're going to hear it here first. It's a par 63. Uh, what's your? Give me your gross and your net. Well, I don't have an O. What's my net? Uh, well, you How many drinks, drinks are you going to drink? Oh. Drinks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a question mark. So give, me, you, give hey, me your gross. You do have to overcome penalty strokes still. So I probably will DQ. I plan on DQing. Okay, uh, so you, you carry nine strokes right now. Yeah. Right? So to DQ, you need to break 70. Yeah. So you need to, so that's a, that's a I 78, that's a 78, that's a gross 78 before beverages. Yeah. So the DQ, does that come into play after the beverages are factored in? Uh, or it, it's all factored yeah, in. all factored in. So, so I'll DQ. I DQ'd okay. last. Okay, year. No, so, so, so saying you're not going to drink, you you need to shoot a 78 to DQ on a par 63. If it's 70, why why do I need to shoot 70? He's got nine. You got, you got nine penalty strokes. No, he's got to shoot a 70 on the button for a 79. Oh, they, yeah. yeah. Uh, math is hard. Uh, I'm, math going, is I'm going the wrong way. This is uh, for those of you who aren't here, and you all should be here. Uh, this is like the third time we both. Say the same thing. The three of us reverted. You know, we said the inverse <laughs> of what we were talking about. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's so it's a sixty-three. Uh, you need to break seventy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, just so I'm understanding this, if you shoot a seventy and you have a drink, it's a sixty-nine. You're DQ'd. Correct. It's factor before the yes. DQ. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So. Thank you for making it easy with one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. One drink. Yeah. Uh, I uh, want. I want to meet the guy that's gonna have one drink. Eric Gerdes for the win. <laughs> that, that was a total hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's your uh, what's your gross? I want to shoot a sixty-six or sixty-eight. That, that's gonna be my goal. Sixty-eight. That's that's six bogeys, dude. Which puts you DQ, which is gonna totally. I'm okay with that. Your handicap, uh, uh, non-sanctioned. It's already. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> no, Worlds is not non-sanctioned because it went up two from Worlds. No, I'm going with the BAC's not. So oh yeah. You go out and shoot a 59. Nobody cares. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna shoot a 68 on that's my guess. Sunday. All right, that'll be right. And that's what I want to shoot. For everybody, or net. Whatever. That's just what I'm going to end with. No, and that's, that's going to be his gross. And stuff. Well, yeah, then that'll be a net 70, net 7. Uh, right? Okay, well, with my penalty strokes. And then works. 7 drinks off for a 70. You're going to drink 7 drinks? I might. All right. All right. 7 shots. That's all it takes, right? I don't have to drink a whole beer. Shots. Uh, right. right. So you're going to shoot a 68 DQ, get your penalty strokes in for a 77, and then drink 7 beers to go to a 70. You still lost because you DQ'd. But I didn't no, DQ. No, 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 because the DQ only comes... Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, if it's you grow It's DQ. Yeah. You shot a 68. You need to shoot a 70 on the button. What about you, Eric? What are you going to shoot? Well, my goal... Wait, for a 79. Yeah, and 79. Then, and then take... And, and drink nine beers. Drink I nine beers. I got called out, uh, I'm going to call out Eric. So 63... 
So bogey golf would be 81. My goal is to shoot 79, two under bogey golf. And uh, with drinks or no? That's gross. That's just a score. That's gross. That's gross. What about so you? you? Need to, so you need to drink 11 drinks. Yeah. Which is totally doable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's 18 holes. Fuck. <laughs> totally. You get a couple holes off. Yeah. For, for me, uh, I'm DQing. You know, y'all knew that from regardless of what you shoot. Uh, three, three podcasts ago, <laughs> you all know that. Minus 18 beers. Uh, I got somebody picking me up. We, yeah, I'll, I'm DQing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot a smooth 82, and drink 12. And yeah, that's my plan. 82. 82, and a 12 pack. And what are you gonna hit on the long par three? Though? Number 16. Um, oh, it's not 16. What hole is that? What What is it? 220? Like, yeah, I think it's a little over 220. I'll probably hit three wood. Three wood? Yep. I'll hit a five iron. <laughs> and then chip on. I'm going to hit driver. <laughs> Punch driver. I've seen that shot. You play, yeah. that, you play that well. Not everybody has that shot. It's definitely a uh, it's fun little shot. Now, don't I? I can absolutely hit my driver 220 yards, uh, just unintentionally, you know. This is where it ends up. Yeah, like I can. Yeah, I'll I'll hit. I'll get 40 yards of left to right uh, air flight. This hole we're talking about is a tough hole. Yeah, and the green's not easy either. This is the one that you're talking about sponsoring with the uh, 400 square feet of weed abatement. Yeah, or fifty dollars yeah. cash. Yeah, fifty dollars cash is a lot. No, easier. I want to see the four hundred square feet of pre-emergent. No, no, that cost me more than fifty bucks. Why, why does my house have one spot with no weeds? <laughs> yeah, was why the size of my driveway treated it? Nothing else. Three foot out from your side of your driveway. <laughs> oh, man, so I'm pretty sure. So, injury update. Yeah, back to the lesson plan. So, so I go in. So I go into my my lesson on Monday, and I'm feeling great because I won my flight on Sunday. But I'm also feeling uh, like dominated. shit. I'm also feeling like shit. Cause, well, dude, I won my shit by four strokes. You dominated. What I say. Uh, but I'm also feeling like shit because Bob knocked my dick in the dirt. <laughs> you know, totally shit all over my win. And I, so I go into my lesson, and uh, Jeff's got me uh, Didn't I make fixed dinner, up. Though? He's got me fixed up in in yes, you did. under <laughs> under five minutes, right? But he goes, "All right, so we got that figured out. You know, if you really want, if you're really serious about fixing this, we got to address your grip." And I'm like, "I'm in, dude. Like this." What, if I wasn't serious, I wouldn't have booked a fucking 52 yeah, weeks. Six fucking lessons <laughs> deep. I'm in. <laughs> Taking a second so, mortgage on your house. So, so he he fixes my grip, basically, which is completely. It was like he chopped my hands off and sewed them on at a 45 degree angle. Like I I'm I feel like I'm holding the club upside down. I seen it, man. Relative relative to how I'm used to holding the club. Yeah. Super weak grip, right? Like. I got my I got my left hand rolled over. It's like opposite of what it should be. So holding the club now, how I'm supposed to, feels completely foreign to me. And it's and it's nothing I'm used to at all. And I'm and I'm try I'm doing the swing and I'm hitting the ball well. Like I'm I'm doing everything. I get home from uh, from my lesson and immediately I'm 
I'm like, fuck, dude. I immediately have cancer in my gallbladder. <laughs> like, I think you probably like separated some tendons on your ribs. I, is what, it, it what it is <sighs> is very simple. Is the first two lessons I went to is he taught me to use my back muscles to hit the ball instead of my arms, and now he's teaching you how to use your chest to hit the damn ball it's, and your mu- those muscles are like he ain't I, used those I, ever I, I haven't fired ever I'm I, pretty sure my gallbladder yeah. is uh, yeah. is atrophied I pulled it can you pull a gallbladder I don't think you can fucking I'm feel pretty your sure gallbladder I pulled my, your dude gauge. I like pulled it out of its it, it's <laughs> no Ah, it hurts. I had to make sure you, you were on the Thorazine, correct side. Bro. Of that. I do. Yeah. Do you got you got any Thorazine? Yeah. Are you holding? Wait, hold, wait. <laughs> you don't want it. It's it's bad. Can I? Bad. Where where are we at on uh, mainlining peyote right into my gallbladder? I do have copious amounts of peyote, <sighs> dude. So every time I take the club back now, my gallbladder is like, "Fuck you." Fuck you, Aver Johnson. Probably telling you to put your right elbow in. And I, I guarantee it it's nothing more than you've never used that uh, muscle. Yeah, in your I think life. that's what I've it is. I've never. Yeah, it's 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 bad, dude. And I think about it every time I take the club back. Uh, when you showed me your grip and where that guy drew on your glove, dude, mm-hmm. I was like, your fucking thumb is on the back of your shaft. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe normally you line your thumbs up on top. Your mm-hmm. thumb is literally on. See, the this back is where you need to stop making comments because, for me. It, that's not right. That's not right. Your thumb is not supposed to be lined up on your shaft. Wait, what are we talking about? Dude, it works for me. That's where I put okay, my Okay, I'm just saying, dude, like, what works for you... But I don't have a strong grip. Okay, well, do. I'm, you're supposed to. What I really oh. enjoyed was I, you know, I, I, when I come to church, I bring my whole bag and I plan on hitting about three, 400 balls, and then I show up <laughs> and uh, average is there. And he points his glove at me and I'm like what are you bleeding (laughs) and he goes uh no that's the mark where I have to see that mark in order to have my grip proper it's he put the mark of the beast on my knuckle yeah so we all did is that what a little black triangle is whatever Whatever that mark is yeah his glove it's it's the Damien uh birthmark uh omen uh 1970 (laughs) what yeah uh Google it. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I just don't remember every fucking part of the movie, like Average Johnson. Hey, I'm a wealth of worthless information <laughs> yeah. in movie and TV trivia. It's fine. Uh, you definitely want me on your uh, trivia night team yeah. at the uh, local pub, because that's the kind of... Uh... So, Whip, if Tailgaters ever has a trivia night, uh, Average and I are in. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Don't tell me because Bob just told me what his license plate was on it's, Sunday. It is not. It is not Thursday. Southwest Childboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, switchblade. Switchblade. Roger Klein. Yeah. There you ah. go. Okay. Here's the. I do remember here. that. You're back in. Yeah. I remember that part. Because <laughs> you made that comment yeah. when we were walking down the fairway, and yeah. uh, you were playing something on your radio. And no, it was. <laughs> it was 100% Bob, and you yeah. said, "Let me guess, Roger Klein." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, did you see my license plate? <laughs> uh, and for those of you out there in podcast land, uh, Bob has a certain uh, affliction. M- man, man crush. <laughs> All right, man on, crush. Uh, I've heard it both ways. He's totally a groupie. A little bit. A little bit. 
Uh, remember that one time Roger Klein touched your shoulder? Yeah. And uh, you know what's funny is that's the shoulder that hurts. Um, I wonder if it's because it's separation anxiety. Hmm. Huh. That, might be that, that, that's, that's that explains a, a lot, really. You know what would probably cure it? Uh, more Roger Klein. Oh, oh, I got Dude, Mekong. Don't, bottle of Mekong at the BAC. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're doing Mekong shots. Dude. Yep. Are you yep. guys paired together? That yep. Ju- Oh, that shit. just happened. All right. Well, so Dakota was a 41 handicap. He's going to be a 50 handicap yeah. by the end of the yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, if we go full Mekong. <laughs> oh, I'm bringing uh, Mekong. Him and Mr. Sisman are, uh, right, they're, so I, I they're going to, we're going to need to call him an Uber. I got to swing by and get the uh, little, uh, you know, uh, styrofoam cups that are uh, shot glasses or, you know, plexiglass cups shot glass style and we're doing Mekong because they count. Dude, Mekong is Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> it Red Solo shot club. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that's what you meant. I didn't know they made a little thanks. Star <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. Red glasses. Solo. Yeah. There's a song about it. It's <laughs> one of my faves. Yeah. Toby you Keith. Me up. Yeah. Alright. Uh, so let's get back to uh, you know what we're talking about. Uh, my what are we lesson, talking about? So on, Your lesson. On Sunday... I'm done talking about my lesson. As I, you know, threw Stafford under the bus hard. Uh, on Sunday, one of the comments Stafford said at the uh, podcast was, you were sliding your hips. And I'm like, wasn't sliding my hips. You're stupid. Dude, you could have swung a hula hoop out there. Yeah. And then, he uh, was. And then I get to my lesson after, you know, two days of thinking about it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm swinging my hips. And so I get there, and uh, he's all, just take some swings. And so I took some swings, and he goes, you're swinging your hips. I'm like, damn it. I, I hate when anyone's right that's not me. Um, and so we worked on that. It's uh, really a, a strong plant foot, which plant foot's going to be your left foot. Uh, and For a right-handed golfer. For a right-handed golfer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> try, try it as a left-hander, see what happens. It'll be fun. Uh, and so I hit a few balls, and what's interesting with me with I talked to you, Matt is also in the uh, golf tech world. You guys both talk about just crushing the ball in the simulator. Uh-huh. I still have not even got even close to my yardage in the simulator, but when I go to like when we play like Peoria Pines or anything like that, so if I'm sitting like the first hole we played from the whites at Peoria and first hole is like an eight iron distance like 150 something yeah uh it's like 154 we're, we're we were playing, playing the blues the whites. so we're, yeah. we're going or the whites or so yeah. we're playing the blues now uh and i just i mean okay, I, I went a little over and i'm like <coughs> i go to lessons in that simulator and i hit that ball and it yeah 130 good job and mm-hmm. i'm going but you know you and matt both tell me no i fucking tattoo my ball it goes far so i'm that, that has me confused as far as what the hell am I doing distance-wise that I, on the course... You know, I'll different. tell you, it's kind of similar to here. They installed, so for those of you that are uh, locals here to West Valley uh, and don't come to church, they installed TrackMan in every yeah, hitting bay. so you're bay. going to hell. Oh. <clears throat> so, so there's TrackMan in every hitting bay. TV screen, uh, full swing analysis. They have... Uh, you can do range practice, you can play a course, whatever the fuck, right? You put in what club you're hitting, You there's a convert button where you can hit, because you're hitting a range, you're hitting a piece of shit range ball. 
say you're hitting an eight iron and it's like oh it carried 120 right hit the convert and it, it does this algorithm like oh if you were hitting a pro v1 this is how it would have reacted it's like a weird thing so instead of hitting a range ball 120 you would have it had it been a pro v1 you would have carried it 138 or whatever right does the math and here it's it's one thing and and then i go out on the course and hit a pro v1 in real life uh thanks for that yeah uh that's um, actually nice as uh, as as one of the wags would say uh tiny penis tiny penis <laughs> uh audio medium but that was a uh, grossly overlifted truck with uh truck nuts hanging from the hitch anyway definitely redneck what i'm saying is here i do all my range and I've given up on giving a shit about the yardages that are coming up on the TrackMan thing because I'm just watching, I'm feeling how I'm hitting the ball and I'm watching where the ball is going and I don't give a shit about the yardages because it's not accurate. I go out there on the course and it's a completely oh, different so track, you, you can hit two identical here and it'll be 20 yards different what it reads. And that, that was my point is I'm confused as far as... Uh, when I go to lessons and I hear you, you know, you're jacking, you know, an eight iron, 140, and Matt's hitting a, a five iron, 220 at, at lessons, and I get up there and I hit a seven iron, 135, you're just like, but I hit that good. Yeah. And then I keep, you know, trying to do that. And I think that's where the, the only negative I would say with regards to uh, lessons so far is the confidence of. I hit a seven iron in the course about 160. Not a problem. Like that's my club. Yeah. And if I'm in the range and he said, or if I'm in lessons and he goes hit something 160, I'd be like, okay, I guess gotta drive a three wood, a, a, a hybrid or something. I don't know. Uh, and I mean the track man situation. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you right there and tell you that my experience in the lessons with so this last one probably the first time that I've even really paid attention to the yardage. Hold, please. Yeah, I was paying attention to the line most of the time, but Matt is the one who's been really crushing the ball uh-huh. in, the, in the range. It doesn't translate to the course right. uh, uh, up until Sunday when he... What, I'm, know, what I'm saying is it's not, it's not a real-life scenario. That was the first time that I've even really paid attention to the yardages. And for the most part, I'm focused on swing plane, swing path, club face, how it feels, how it's coming off the club. And it just so happened. And that was a comment that he made. I wasn't even really paying attention to it. And he goes, because he's commenting on, he goes, how does that feel? And I'm sure he says the same thing to you. When he changes something, you take a couple swings and he goes, how does that feel? And I'm going, it feels fucking weird, right? It feels fucking foreign to me that I'm holding this club the way I'm holding it, and I'm swinging, and he goes, you just hit your 8 iron, you're carrying your 8 iron 140. And I'm like, well, that's new, right? Yeah. And he goes, so when you think it feels weird, it doesn't mean, you know, but it, that was just, I wasn't even paying attention to the yardages. He just so happened to bring it up, you know. It's because it's not, when you get in there, if you decide to go, take a lesson or do whatever it's not about you're not chasing yardage that's not the point of the lesson you're not it's not a uh, uh okay the, you're striping the ball how can we 
improve your club head speed, your you know launch angle, all this kind of. You're not trying to dial in your yardage. You're trying to fix your swing. Is what it's about. Yeah, the it's guy new. we're using is very strong, and we're going to fix your swing. Everything else will work itself out. Right. It's not a oh, you want to hit it 400 yards? Let's you know swing this way. It's it's let's get you figuring right. out how to swing on tempo properly, and then we will eventually figure out how hard you want to hit it and adjust. Which I'm assuming that because I'm not there yet. I'm in the slow the fuck down mode. And that's what I, I, I mean, uh, Saturday, I, last week, uh, we were at Pines, I swung on tempo for most of the round. And when I stopped, I fucked up. And yeah. then I did not swing on tempo at all at Sundance and, uh, DFL. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Dead fucking life. I know. Yeah, you so, so when, you, when you sign up for all these lessons. Yeah. Yeah. What is their guidance to you for practice time? Because they can teach you how to do it and what to do, but then you need the repetitions of getting it ingrained so, in the muscle. So the plan, the plan that I signed up for, and again, this is not a sales pitch. We don't get any kind of ad revenue from golf. Uh, when Day. they pay us, we're going to go full send now. Just saying. Yeah. So prepare yourselves because <laughs> that's coming. Uh, uh, we're going to just be completely ensconced in golf tech <laughs> <laughs> equipment. <laughs> Um, I'm buying hats. <laughs> so there'll be a coup. So the plan that I signed up for has a weekly golf lesson, and then 90 minutes, and you can break it up however you want. You can do an hour session or three 30-minute sessions, whatever you want. 90 minutes of practice per week in the facility. So you go in, and it's without the instructor. You go in, you log it. They show you how to use everything. You log into the computer. It. You're using the cameras. The same the same exact scenario that you're using for your lesson, just without the instructor. Have you they, been taking advantage of that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. They they show you how to use the telestrator to draw your lines if you know your swing swing plane, your hip, if you're fo- you know, worried about your hip sway or yeah, head, water head, head movement <laughs> or whatever. And they got all they got all the, the, the training aids, right? Like the the pool noodles to set up and the alignment stick, all that kind of shit. It's all right there. It's exactly the same as your lesson, just without the instructor. So you go in, you take your lesson. He goes, okay, here's drills for you to work on. Uh, uh, the big thing also is that there's an app to where if you're in there for practice, which I didn't sign up for any practices, which I think is dumb on my part, uh, you can re-watch what your previous yep. lesson was and have him tell you what you were fucking up and then you while you're probably in your lesson you go yeah i gotta fix this yeah and, and you can refollow through to where it's it's like a lesson in a lesson even though it's a practice but but so in your lesson let's say uh hypothetically you're 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 swaying back in your takeaway you're swaying your hip no, back away from the That's target bullshit. and you're That's trying to fix though. that right <laughs> like you go in and you practice and you're watching yourself on camera and you record, you can record every swing. You don't have to record any, but you're watching yourself on camera, multiple angles. And you can play back every swing, slow-mo, backup, speed for full, you know, however you want to manipulate the, the video. And then you can record a new swing. And it, it's just one of those things where you're working on it and, and they give you a drill to work on in practice between now and your next lesson and that's what you go in and you work on right 
and then you take it to the course and hopefully you have enough to where you can actually screw it up cobble around a golf together was that 90 minutes about right to dial in what he gave you for the week no well everybody's different right like i for me it it degrades really fast because it's so foreign to me holding the club a certain way and doing swinging the club a certain way it's so easy especially people like us that like to consume beverages on the course it's so easy to just hey i'm having a good time let's just revert back to what's comfortable especially if because you're gonna do it hit a bad shot and you go fuck that i this is what i know you know what i mean and then that just easily degrades and then you go back in for your next lesson and he goes what the fuck happened (laughs) Uh, that's basically what my last lesson was was uh hey idiot two lessons ago we're going to just repeat that because you did it wrong right and it's like yeah yeah damn it yeah it it happens but you know what we're never going to get you you're never going to get to the point i mean shit the best golfers in the world never stop taking lessons <laughs> like, no they have multiple coaches yeah. dude it is a and then they have psychiatrist and it's a, it's a thing you 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 never get there you never mm-hmm. ever ever get there uh, it's it's about the getting there but you never get there <laughs> you uh, get that's to the, the uh, let's let's segue into uh the netflix what's that uh, full, full swing full swing haven't watched it i watched the first episode and and uh i think i'm in i really yeah nah. it's uh i feel it, like i'm out dude it, part of it is kind of the oh my job is so tough and i'm so uh poor and life sucks and i have supermodel girlfriend i don't know what to do but you you're welcome uh, but then it gets into more of the minutia that we go through as golfers. So, like JT, for instance, uh, he, he and Jordan Spieth are really good buddies. Uh-huh. And Jordan Spieth was on fire a few years ago. Uh-huh. And JT is doing the, why is he on fire and I'm not on fire? And you really get in the mental game to where... A lot of people don't understand, even at our shit pot level of golf, that there's so much mental to it. Uh, I drink a monster vodka before I go to a round because I can't like just show up on the tee box and not be like, "Oh my God, we're gonna die." Uh, and you got to figure they're playing major championships. I'm playing the fucking MGA. Right. And I'm stressed out. How do you handle that? And a lot of that whole show. Uh, I, can, I can tell you one thing is that fucking JT and Speed don't have fucking Stafford right there going, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what you're doing wrong, <laughs> asshole. You know if you didn't say you're you'd probably hit that in play. <laughs> All right, so I'm, Oh, that looks like your old swing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, All right, I'm back to hating on Stafford. <laughs> Uh, but I, I only watched one episode, and I, I enjoyed it. I'll probably finish the whole thing. Uh, I was told that the uh, third episode has a guy from here that, you know, Jeremiah is listening to this and does the, it's the, I don't know his name. A guy from here? Uh, he's from Arizona. And, well, that uh, doesn't narrow it down. You know how many uh, PGA dude. Tour players live here? <laughs> he's a guy that Jeremiah is friends with that I don't remember the Is name. he a tour player? Yeah. Really? Uh, and, you know, he's kind of middle of the road, and it, it really... He's more of the. I wish I. I probably should have you know done research. Yeah. What is this a podcast? 
Uh, and that guy is more of the, this is where we would be at if we were on the tour of, gosh, I hope I can make the cut so right. I don't die and I have to feed my family and, you know, this and that. And maybe I should probably get that job at QT type of thing. Right. Uh, and I haven't got to that episode yet, but, you know, uh, wait for the next podcast. We'll, we'll catch you. Uh, all right. Well, I was... I was totally out on it, but maybe uh, I I had too many people. Uh, even our instructor at uh, Golf Tech, he's like, "Have you watched that? Because you really want to understand the mind of the golfer, because that's where you're at." And I'm going, "Mind of a golfer? That's not me at all." I'm, right, I'm not even a golfer. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I, I play golf I, on the weekend. I, I'm still trying to learn how to golf. Huh? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know, dude. I I see. My thing is. My thing with that show, and I'm going to take a completely different perspective on this thing, is I almost, I don't want to see behind the curtain. You know? If that makes sense. Like, I love watching golf, and I formulate my own opinion about these guys based on their, how they play tournaments and whatever, and I don't want to see behind the curtain. Like, I don't, good or bad. Like, if there's guys that I generally hate watching at, at tournament level, like, and, and and I know it's not the case, but say, for example, if they uh, they did a, they were following Patrick Reed, it, and all of a sudden it turns out he's a great guy. Like, <laughs> then you're going to, it's be hard to hate him. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. want to see, no. I love to hate Patrick Reed, right? And, and I don't want, I don't want to follow, I don't want, one of the guys that I love watching play the game, and then go, boy, that guy's, that guy's a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, ah, I don't know. I'm out on that. Like I just want to. I think that's what that the, the entire show is about is for you to see who they are as people, right? And that's. And, uh, it was. I liked it. I, I mean, I don't follow PGA as much as you do. Uh, I just, you know, whatever. But to to see the. The, the whole, like I say, episode one was JT and uh, Jordan Spieth's little rivalry for the most part. And just seeing that was like, that's what, I, I mean, you and I not so much because you and I don't give a shit about beating each other. Well, what about Tampa but, Gate? But, uh, well, that, that's, th- so that's, this that's was last season, right? Yeah, so so it's it's the behind the scenes of last season, basically, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, that when he oh, passed in that tampon, that was that, epic. That'll be next season. That was totally cool. <laughs> but, I mean, and it's... And were you on the last podcast? I was. Uh, everyone, I yeah. feel like we talked about this on the last podcast. But I, am, that I was, was just using it as a reference. Oh, that, you that, know, that sort of idea the of, type of stuff. Right, just right, right. why that would have materialized is what the first episode I watched, which, again, I'm talking about an entire series and watch the first episode. Uh, I, I'm interested I'm, I'm, I think as a golfer, you need to see the mental aspect from a professional standpoint uh-huh. to realize that the fact that they're human, I, the fact I'm scared to death to hit a 60 degree wedge over a bunker on a short sided green, uh, and they're not. I can definitely appreciate that aspect of it, like taking these guys that that look like machines on the golf course yeah. and and bringing a human element to it that we can relate to. I I can totally appreciate. Yeah. My problem is 
You know, it's you, one of those. Uh, we, I've talked about this. I don't know what episode it was, it. but but when when I'm out there at the waste management and fucking you get the, you get the you fucking throw a beer at Patrick Reed, you get the yeah. douchebag <laughs> fucking treatment from a tour player. Uh, he's it's never like, gonna sponsor dude, the you're a fucking asshole. Like, why can't you just be a human for a second? Like, I'm not I'm not waving a fucking thing at you to autograph while you're playing your round. I'm you know, it, I don't know it. Uh, but there, it really shows that they're all people, and I mean, I'm super famous in the car sales world, so people always want my autograph, and I would tell them to fuck off. <laughs> uh, all right, we don't need to bring Lex Luthor into this. Uh, <laughs> uh, he won't be named by name. There, there's like eight people that know that reference. <laughs> Uh, uh, for two of you that are listening, you know yeah. it, I'm sure. All right. Well, guys, it's been riveting. On that note, uh, I was going to take another break, but I'm looking at the time. And uh, we good. Uh, Air, Air Force One is landing in Goodyear, so it turns out Biden's going to shut down another manufacturing plant in Arizona. So World War Three starting tomorrow. Uh, we'll be fine. Uh, Stafford, Roundup, uh Closing pre pre immersion. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. Guys, good Shake. luck at the BAC. Yeah, shaking your head doesn't work. <laughs> Uber, load yeah, the app get, uh, before you start. Get an Uber. Get get your wife to pick you up. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Eric, Looking words of wisdom. BAC, uh, man. Uh, more than one person was pulled over on the side of the road on my way home at the last BAC. Uh, yeah, figure out different transportation. So okay, so are we going to attempt? A podcast after the oh, BAC. No. Uh, next Sunday is not going to be a thing unless you want me to go full unleashed. Well, I don't know. Really drunk Bob was pretty good radio. <laughs> really? That was really good radio. <laughs> I couldn't even listen to it. <laughs> so right. it may not be a bad idea. We may be back uh, in. We might we'll be see what back happens. in. Uh, we'll see what yeah. happens. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what we do on Sunday. But for all you out there in podcast land, we will most definitely see you in the rough.